That means yo, yo. anything you say can and will be held against you in the court of hardcore. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, finally, we've been talking about this for quite a while now, and I'm glad you um, finally got on. We found the time to you know, get together, have a fun, short conversation about the shit we love, you know, and what we're into. So, of course, I'm, thanks for having me. I'm still going to finally make it work out. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Sometimes he's got to go with the fucking, you know, I know you've done a couple podcasts here and there, but for anybody who hasn't uh, got into this as hardcore one or whatever one you've done, um, how did you get into hardcore and how do you stumble upon it? You know, you're in Philly. I don't know if that's where you're from properly or, you know, I don't know if it's hard to find where you originally came from. Or, uh, So I grew up in a, in a small ass town called Carbondale. It's in uh, Northeast PA. So it's like Wilkes-Barre. Like hardcore is like a bigger thing, or at least was. So I'd go to shows out there because it was like a half hour from where I grew up, 40 minutes. And uh I got into it because this kid John I grew up skating with, uh, he would like show me all these like fucking metalcore bands and shit. Cause I was into like a lot of fucking butt rock, dad rock, whatever you want to call it. Fucking whenever like my fucking dad would go away, like fucking jail or whatever dumb shit that he did. I'd fucking go steal all of his CDs. So I'd like listen to Ozzy. <laughs> like listen to just rock whatever like weird shit he had laying around in the garage and then uh so he was showing me all this shit and i was like yo this is fucking crazy i want to go to a show and they started doing shows at the skate park so i just started going from there and then like from that i just started going to jersey and philly and i found hardcore through like obviously like metalcore like most people and that was it that's cool what is uh it's like one of the first couple of bands. Like you said, you're like, I'm a Wilkes-Barre area. Where are you going to like the hardcore shows before you started traveling out of there? Or like what was uh, like a couple um, uh, say regional or local bands that you had discovered first when we started getting into it? So I listened to I'm not I can't even make this up. I listened to Dead End Path in Cold World for a couple of years before I even knew that they were from that area. Like I oh, had no shit. idea. I didn't <laughs> even know they were bands. And then like I found out years later. I was like, oh, they're from Wilkes-Barre. I was like, that's fucking makes it way cooler. But when I like when I started going to shows, I think it was 2015, 2014, uh, I was 16. And uh, it, I, I got to see like I think one of the first hardcore shows I went to was like Brace War. Um, I, I seen Brace War at this place called The Other Side. I got to see Underdog there. There was a lot of like really cool shows, but all like the the older Wilkesburg bands like were done by the time I was going to shows. I feel like, like there was newer bands, like one step closer and Warren were like just starting out and it was a couple other bands. Um, but like bad seed title fight, like dead and path cold war, like none of those bands were playing. I did get to see dead and path once. I think it was actually that underdog show, but I kind of like missed that like era of hardcore, which sucks, but there was still always a lot of shit going on in like Jersey and Philly. Yeah. Everyone thinks they missed a certain era, you know, like I've said it myself, like the early two, you know, I started going to the shows like 05, 06, but I like, I missed the late nineties, like earth mover and cold as life. Like I missed all that, but fucking, right. you know, you wait around long enough and they start coming back. So, so look at us now. We got to see cold as life a couple weeks ago. Earth mover is going to be played in December. It doesn't get better. And I mean, I don't know, is a uh, CDC from the area too, or are they from a different, uh, so Wilkes-Barre, are they from, Lansdale is from Lansdale. Okay, yeah, because I don't know. So that's yeah, yeah, suburbs. It's like I think I want to say like an hour from Philly, maybe a little less. Okay, yeah, because I remember getting into them and them being like one of the first. Um, I don't know, maybe like the PAHC bands that I actually were the where they're like representing like fucking like hardcore, you like Pennsylvania hardcore, like. You know, I shouldn't know any better. And I like, I thought that band was fucking sick. And then but you guys just got to play a show with them a few months ago, right? Or yeah, what, weeks was, ago. I don't know when it was. Yeah, it was it was maybe a month or two ago. And like that was cool because it was kind of like a comeback show for them. And like, you know, I think they were celebrating what 25 years. And I was like, that was like one of the bands that I found pretty early on. And I was like, you know, that's when I was, like, making that transition from, like, obviously, like, figuring out the difference between, like, whatever metalcore bullshit I was listening to into, like, hardcore. And I was like, yo, this shit's hard, but he's not screaming. He's just talking shit. This is awesome. And, like, you know, I find like, a lot of shit like that. And it was cool because I only got to see – I think I only got to see them, like, once or twice, like, since I've been coming around. So it was cool to, like, really, like, actually play with them and fucking all those dudes are super sick. And I was stoked they had us on. Cause, and it's cool. Like, you know, it's Pennsylvania hardcore. So to, like, play with older PA bands is dope. Especially them, man. Like, 
you know, whatever you want to say, like about like people, whatever, don't matter. Like that band did a lot of fucking shit, man. They toured everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they did. I don't know any and inner bullshit, but I just remember always loving that band and always every time they came to fucking Detroit, they were good friends with a lot of people around here. So every time it was just a fucking crazy party, just people going nuts and you know, just shit, shit popping off, people getting in trouble, and it was just just a good old days. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. It was cool because like the the show had that vibe. Like people were going nuts. You know, it was cool. It, it was a pretty fucking big room, which I hate. I like small rooms, but the show was fucking awesome. Like everybody had a great time. Fucking was moshing hard. It was cool. It was it was just old school fucking, you know, floor show. Fucking man. VFW it was dope. I love a VFW show, man. I had to go to, I had to travel outside of fucking Michigan to go to one of those. I went to Indiana, seen fucking I'm a CMI and D Block, you know, conservative military image inside like a post or whatever, like a, like a legion, man. Fucking brought me back. It was, I was so happy. I was so happy to do that, man. It was fucking great. And uh, even I went to Las Vegas. I got stuck in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, man. I went there, but my flight got canceled for like fucking two days. And it just so happens there was a hardcore show that day at like a Legion, like a Legion or Post. And it was uh, Gates to Hell and uh, Dying Wish and um, fucking Omerta played. But like I think they were on just like one leg of the tour. But it's so weird because I've never really gone like outside my scene. So it was really cool to go all the way to fucking Las Vegas and just stumble upon a hardcore show and to see like a bunch of young kids just fucking going off like like it's like some people could have been like their first show they were so young like 15 16 17 year old kids and i felt so out of place i was just fucking smashed i'm like a dickhead like i don't give a fuck <laughs> it's like that everywhere now which is cool like i'm happy like you know the next generation's coming in they're coming in strong and like me and i can't remember who i had this conversation with a couple people actually all these new kids they all mosh like they don't care. They're just jumping right into it. And yeah, I was like, hey, you know, it's cool. It is cool because I think it's a little more uh there's a lot more out there for people to see, to feel a little more like experienced, I guess. Cause you back in the day we only had the um uh you know I don't know, I can I go ahead and say like Boston beat down and the um uh fucking um uh it's a guerrilla warfare zine where you've seen a lot of like the hardcore moshing, which I never really, you know, like you don't see unless you go to a show, unless you find it on the internet, but it's just everywhere now to where everybody can see it. And I guess feel a little more uh, comfortable, you know, like getting into it. I, I'd like to say that, I guess. Oh yeah, It's also a lot more welcoming and it, it's like, you know, like, especially like you said, with all the shit on the internet, like it, it, kids, I, I don't care what, what anybody says. They, all these motherfuckers are practicing in their basement, in their bedrooms, because no motherfucker just comes out of their womb fucking moshing. Like they know what's going on. <laughs> I remember looking like a fucking asshole for fucking 10 years. I still look like a fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> just, well, nobody I, looks cool moshing. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody looks cool. No, no. <laughs> I mean, definitely. You know, I'll, I'll catch myself, you know, outside, you know, fucking making sure my shit's on point, you know, washing by myself. Like, let me see yeah. if I can still fucking throw my leg above my hip. You know, let me see. <laughs> Dude, I, pull, I swear to God, I, since I turned 26, I pull my groin all the time. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Fuck this. Dude, it fucking hurt. You start stretching. stretching. I know. Dude, I'm fucking getting old, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm 10 years older than you, sir. Come on. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not making it to 30. I'm already falling apart. <laughs> all that, uh, but all the dirty work you've been doing for all these years. Uh, um, shit. Let me ask you questions. Let me ask you some questions. Um, you know, I kind of write shit down, but it never really goes as planned. We just fucking end up talking shit most of the time. Um, No, I got a bunch. Of- no, no, I'm trying to go through this list real quick, man. I freeze up sometimes. Let me ask: um, What other bands have you been? Any other bands, or is this your first band you've ever fronted for? Do you uh, play any instruments? Anything? Uh, I I just do vocals. I used to do this band Ripped Away. Um, we were a band for probably fucking five years, maybe four or five years. We did like an EP, and we actually did a full length last year. And we put it out and literally nobody gave a fuck, dude. Like it, <laughs> it was so depressing. And it was like the band was pretty much like already done. But like it it honestly wrote it on and off for like two years because like COVID happening, like we kind of stopped writing and then started again. And like by the time we put it out, we were all like everybody in the band was like doing other stuff. 
and I was like just getting fool's game, like actually rolling. So I was kind of over it. It was just like one of those things where it's like, you know, your first band's not going to be your best band and it's definitely not going to last forever. So it just kind of felt like, all right, you know, it's time. But I learned a lot from it. You know, I got to do a couple of weekend runs, met a lot of people like, you know, learned how to do vocals better. You know, it was it was cool. It was, it was a cool first band like and then Fool's Game. And now I just put out uh, Cost of Dying two days ago, which is a new band I'm doing. I did have that uh, typed up. I was going to ask you about that eventually. Um How's that? Uh, you guys put out like a, a cassette, or is that? Was yeah, that about to come uh, out? Because I remember seeing a picture of it like the other day, like yesterday, I think. Yeah, uh, the tapes actually just went live today. Okay. Um, we posted, we announced it yesterday, so we got tapes up right now on Collide Records. Uh, the one we do. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Collide. They're fucking. They're killing it right now. You know. Um, they got a lot of shit on there. I think they put out tapes for a race too. They got shirts and shit. So grab something um but yeah we got the tape out uh we're gonna announce some shows soon and then uh yeah i don't know we're just kind of taking it from there i'm like i'm stoked people are fucking with the demo it seems like you know i almost didn't put it out because i thought i sounded like shit so i'm happy people like it hey yeah man it's fucking cool um have you uh is there a reason like you just want to have like multiple projects going at one time or you is it like uh just something something different you're looking for how are you gonna balance these two uh these two fucking projects Dude, it, it was like a lot of my friends were like, Clemo, why why the fuck are you starting another band? Or like, Fool's Game's doing good. You're already busy. And I was like, dude, like, my ADHD is so bad. Like, I can't sit still. And like, I just want to keep doing stuff. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I could definitely do another band and still make like Fool's Game a priority and like just focus on that. But I was like, I just, I know I can juggle things. And also, I just like playing a little bit of heavier stuff. And I just have like, so much shit like just writing music that i just want to put out and i was like you know let's do something a little different because fool's games like definitely a faster band and i just i don't know i i kind of like just wanted to do something a little heavier i guess i don't know a little bit more negative <laughs> there you go hey man hey, you gotta express what you want you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah no uh, uh, no i'll just talk you know make a whole other band for just how negative my brain actually is <laughs> is any of the any same members or is a completely different uh band besides you yeah actually yeah it's all different people um yeah nobody nobody from fool's game is in that band but uh F everybody in fool's game is in another band called last man out but i'm not in that band because i can't play any instruments i just my brain doesn't work. <laughs> I I'm the same way, man. I've I have a guitar. I fucking picked it up over the years. I keep going back to it, and I'm like, this is fucking never gonna work. I got to still try. I'm tried. I can't. It's hard. It's fucking hard. That's for sure. Um, fuck, man. Even with Fool's Game, you guys been around. What year do you guys start, man? 2020. We put out the demo. We we're supposed to play. Uh, I think it was the first Unity Barbecue. Maybe it was the second one um and then COVID happened like i think a week or two before so then we sat around for like two years until shows came back and the uh the kid that i started it with bailey plays in vomit fourth now and uh he was basically like moving around a lot he already lived in virginia at the time i don't even know where he lives now i think he lives in north carolina but he was pretty much out of the question so i was like yo dude do you care if i just keep the band going i'll find members and he's like yeah so i i found stucky and jacob and all those dudes and we started playing shows and then we wrote uh the record and then we did the split with risk and we've just been taking it off from there i guess yeah i mean you guys have picked up a, a shitload of traction like the sense and you know um i've listened to you guys from the beginning but something resonates with me with your guys' sound and style and how it's fast but then you still got the good fucking heavy breakdowns i think I put it in Joe Hardcore's words because he said you guys have like the perfect mix and like the perfect hardcore band, which I can also agree. Like every time I listen to it, I'm like, fucking never gets old. It's really good shit, man. Oh, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe's the man. That was something like it, it was cool because like we all like listen to the same music and like the same bands and like writing comes pretty naturally, like with all of us together. Like we we finally started writing new shit the other day and it's it's going really well. And I was like it's awesome to be in a band full of dudes who all have kind of like the same idea. Cause like I was sitting there, they're writing and like, obviously I'm not saying anything cause I don't know how to play an instrument. And I'm just thinking, I was like, all right, cool. Like this part's sick. 
now let's make it go into a two-step. And as I'm thinking about it, like they're doing it. And I was like, these motherfuckers know. Like, I like the, it's cool, man. Like it all flows together. Yeah, it's cool that that's uh like fucking like musicians who play instruments. You know, you can it's like it's weird because I've asked a question. I don't know shit about fucking making music. So it's cool when you can see like a group of dudes get together and they're vibing, they're fucking making sounds, and then they can eventually like they follow each other's language and they end up doing the same fucking thing, like the build up to the breakdown or or like the two step, like you said, you're thinking it, but they're doing it, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's you know, it's the best feeling. You're just hanging out with your friends, fucking playing what you want to play. And that's what I tell a lot of these younger kids. I'm like, yo, like write whatever the fuck you want. Like, who cares? Like, you know, don't just try to make something because you hope that it's hardcore enough or heavy enough. Like, just write what you write and whatever makes you happy. That's what like a lot of these kids need to just remember. Because if the band's not funny anymore, then you're wasting your fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that seems to be the consensus, man. A lot of people, if they're not, if they're not like into it 100 percent, or they're doing it just because they think they have to then it's fucking more of a job and some bullshit and you know it's like like my podcast i mean it's not music but you know like uh, i get bored here and there with it and i won't do one for a fucking month and then i'll pick it back up because i'm like oh yeah i like doing the shit or like somebody's uh say, say some, uh a new music will come out and i'm like i like that music let's fucking talk about it you know and uh i have nothing yeah, to offer but hopefully a decent conversation <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's cool because it's like, you know, the, the podcast is sick, you know, like, you know, I know Joe does it a lot and it's like you get to learn a lot about people and music that you might not have like, um, you know, you would have never fucking known about them. You know, it's cool. That's what that's all I do at work now is I just listen to podcasts. Yeah, and I like to listen to fucking Joe's. Honestly, dude, that guy is like a fucking encyclopedia on hardcore and like everything he says, like. Whether it's talking about like that fucking Ticketmaster bullshit, you know, about with all that, like the fees and all that stuff and all the big business. I'm like, I learned so much from him, you know, because he's in that shit. And it's like, it's like, I never even thought about, you know, like the fees and whatever they're doing. And then he can go into, you know, whatever fucking strife and then back into Earth Crisis and over to fucking seven seconds. And like, what the fuck? Like, how does he know all this shit, man? It's impossible. I'm not kidding. That motherfucker knows more than 95 percent of people i know like go, working with him i not only like get a concrete lesson every day like i get a fucking history lesson i get a science class like it's it's <laughs> never a fucking hardcore documentary like short like it's never fucking ending which is cool like you know he's very interesting he, he's he's a smart man so you know it, it's cool like working with him you learn a lot yeah, yeah. I honestly like when he does his um, solo podcast the best to hear him talk about things like these ideas flowing from him. And I'm like, dude, if I knew half of the shit, he's just fucking free flow. And like, how does he pack it all in? Like, I'm an idiot. I've been hitting the head so many fucking times. I'm sure he has too, but how does he keep it in? Must be the weed. He don't smoke weed. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's like my thing is I was like, dude, I was like, it's like I'm in fucking 13 concussions. I, I can barely remember what you said to me 20 years ago. Never mind <laughs> everything about the Roman Empire. I was like, just. Motherfuckers, crazy. <laughs> the Roman Empire, yeah. Oh man, that's a weird fucking uh, thing. Everybody knows about the Roman Empire. Like, you ever see it? It's like a fucking. It's like chicks like asking their husband. You ever seen that thing? It's like a video. They're like, "What do you know about the Roman Empire?" Or like, "What's so great about the Roman Empire?" And like, almost all dudes like in the video like know exactly like at least one fact about it. They're like, "Why do dudes know about the Roman Empire?" I don't fucking yeah. know. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit if you really look into it. You know, a lot of crazy yeah. See, stuff. see, see. <laughs> you know, that was more like I remember I got my little history lesson in high school, but there's definitely a lot of Joe in my ear telling me all this crazy shit. I'm like, all right, that's pretty badass. Yeah, man, it's like the start of civilization and you know shit like that. You know, there's, but I don't know enough to have a conversation about it. <laughs> Fuck man, when's the next show you guys got? Uh, you doing anything before the? Uh... The holiday jam because that's a fucking stack lineup dude i can't wait to see crutch create fucking crutch agents of man the fucking lineup is stacked dude like there's so many great bands uh we're playing i think we're playing jersey like three times this month nice which like we we keep saying we're not playing jersey anymore because we play we've literally played there more than anywhere but we got hit up to do a couple shows we're playing with uh dead heat on friday this friday that'll be cool um our friends in discontent a couple other bands are on that that'll be dope 
Uh, we're playing the Meat Locker at the end of the month with Never Again. Those are our boys. Uh, there's a fucking, I think Killing Me is playing that bunch of bands. Meat Locker is like, if I could describe to you, like the Meat Locker, it's the shittiest place on earth that does hardcore shows. It's like literally used to be a meat locker, but it's kind of sick at the same time. Like it's it's just it's literally hell. What's the capacity? Like how many people can you could fit probably like 150 people in there? Nice. Like it's small. It's small, but it's cool. I've seen some cool shows there. And then uh fuck man. I know I'm spacing on another show. I feel like an asshole, but we, we have something else going on. So I think we have three shows before Keystone Jam. Or no, we have like six because we're doing a, a weekend with Risk in uh, early December. Oh, we're nice. Doing, yeah, I think we're doing uh, Cleveland, P- Pittsburgh, and uh are doing Columbus. Are you doing Columbus or is it Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, Columbus. I keep yeah. saying Cleveland and everybody keeps fucking yelling at me. I was like, dude, I need a map like at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's that fucking pen clinic show, right? The Power of yeah, Fear or something? Care. Or no. Yeah, I tell them all the time. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, wherever we're going, like, we're playing fucking uh, Washington or like Idaho or something. Like early next year, we're doing like a weekend out that way. And I, I don't know where it is on the map. I just asked everybody in the van. I was like, is it warm or cold? Like, what the fuck do I need? I was like, I'm going out of the way. I don't care where it is. Let's go. <laughs> Who's driving? I hope you're not driving. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I drove once, and I swear to God, it was when we went to Alabama. I drove for like ten hours straight. And we we're like three hours out, and everybody's like, "Yo, Clemo, like you're good, like you know, like we'll take over." And I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "I'm doing this because I'm not driving the rest of the fucking tour." Actually, I'm never driving again. I was like, "This is it." Oh, that's fucking funny. I'm a truck driver. I fucking drive for a living. That's all I do. Shit. I'm home every day though. I don't go far. Well, that's not, that's not a bad. Game, yeah, man. yeah. No, it's just f- sitting in traffic all day, you know. But it pays the bills. Yeah, no, you make good money. I wish I got my CDL right out of high school because I was I was actually talking to one of my buddies about it recently. He's had his for a while, and he was telling me how hard it is to get it now because you have to do, like, an actual school and everything. Yeah, yeah. You definitely – you have to go – there's a lot of paperwork and, like, and like safety shit, but, I mean, I guess it's all pretty important. I, I didn't retain most of it. Like, I just know how to fucking drive forward and backwards. I don't – you know, I do a pre-trip inspection. I make sure all the lights work and tires – Fuck it, dude. If I get there, I get yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, send it. The wheels fall off the ball. Yeah. yeah, fuck it, man. It's, life's too short to worry about if the fucking tires are on, right? Yeah, right. Uh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, um, fuck. Like, dude, like, how many tours have you guys gone on? Like, a bunch of weekend runs? You guys ever done anything like crazy, have you? No, I think the longest we did was a week with Never Gonna Cut Down, and we drove down the FYA. And that that was awesome, but yeah, other than that, we've done like just weekends and like four day runs, only because like we we wanted the we're gonna do some longer stuff next year. Finally, like I know we're really trying to go to Europe. Um, we are going out to California for a couple shows. I'm still working that out, and that'll probably be like five days, maybe a week. But it's like I've always like worked full time jobs like construction, so it was kind of hard for me for a while. But um. Now that I got in the union, like I'm hoping within like the next couple of years, it'll be a little bit easier for me to tour and like shit like that. Just because like what, what, like what I was doing for work, there was really no way for me to just be like, Hey, I'm going to leave for a week or two and not get fired. There would just definitely be like, yeah, fuck you. Dudes. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, just from like, I'm looking from the outside, it seems a lot of bands can actually get away with like a, a seven to 10 day or a 14 day tours just because when you hit a certain region, you know, like that hit half the country, you know, in 10 days and, you know, if I go back home and if I do it again in six months and hit the other half, you know, or whatever. And it seems to work out for a lot of people, especially everybody's got a full-time job and you got to work. Like there's no money in fucking in a weekend run, you know, like you're fucking putting money into that just to get out there. I'm sure. So it's like, it seems to work, so I don't think anybody's mad. It's like, oh, and the Fool's Game's not doing a fucking uh, full U.S. tour you 30 days out, you know? Well, it, it's like, honestly, like, if your band's at the point you could do a, a full U.S., that's awesome. I truly don't feel like we're at that point yet. But I also feel like, you know, with the internet and, like, all the exposure you can get from that, like, there's really – you almost get as much out of doing these short runs as you would doing a full U.S. Like, you know, like you go play 
go down south for three days, like hit like, you know, some major cities, maybe one smaller city and then go back home. And then like in another month or two, go out, you know, go out west. And like, so it's just kind of like if you hit them in like fragments, like you're not going broke because you only gone for three, four days. Like you're not like you don't have to worry about like a long stretch. Like even if the shows fucking suck, at least you only have to worry about surviving for three to four days rather than, you know, imagine doing a full U.S. and nobody knows who the fuck you are. And every show you don't even hit your guarantee. Like you're fucked. Like, and, and yeah. you know, a lot of bands and like, fortunately enough, because of the Internet, you don't really have to learn the hard way anymore. But it, it's also like there, there's a time and a place for it. And I would love to do a full U.S. Like that's definitely the dream, like just touring all the time. But I definitely don't think we're there yet. Yeah, that's cool, man. At least you're honest. You know, some people are fucking delusional, think they're going to make it, you know. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. I mean, some bands come right out of the garage and they're like, yeah, I need a fucking manager. We need to fucking do a full U.S. right now. We need to get on this label. And I'm just like, dude, like, you know, let, like play some shows, like went over your hometown, then go hit the road. And like I said, you know, do some weekend runs, man. Like it's like there's no harm, no foul. You'll have a lot of fucking fun and you really don't have to stress like too much doing the weekends. Like it, it's just like, in my opinion, it's a really safe bet. Sure. That's a good way to look at it. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you have any... uh? Any any memory of either being on tour or even at home of like when you're like worst shows like what's the worst show fucking dead nobody there or like or shit going wrong anything that yeah you could uh you remember for for fool's game honestly I don't think we've really had like a bad show my first band I remember there was one time dude we played Jersey. And we played a fucking like a regular bar that just had a stage like for like, you know, just regular bands. And there was like just a bunch of fucking hillbillies there. Like, dude, it was like a, a fucking country bar in Jersey. And I was like, all right, this will be interesting. You know, whatever. Like the bar's packed, like but full of like regular people, not hardcore kids at oh, all. Yeah. And, uh, so I truly think like three people ended up paying. And I just remember like sitting up there and like, you know, we started playing and I was just like, dude, I can't believe how awkward this is. Like, I don't even want to play the set. Like, it was just like, it, it was just one of those things where it's like, there's no point. I was like, I'd rather just go sit at this bar and get belligerently drunk than even be on. The- <laughs> like, it was just embarrassing. But, you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn. Like, not every show is going to be great, but that was definitely my worst memory of like uh, a show. Yeah, you just got to be up there. It's like, fuck, fuck. Why am I, I even doing this? So- it's good though, because it, it humbles you a little bit, you know. Yeah, did you still put everything you would into a pack show though? Like, did you feel inside like you did your best, or did you did you care yeah. a little less because you knew nobody was uh, giving a shit? I feel like a younger me definitely was like, kind of like, oh man, this sucks, but still make it good. Whereas like now, like even smaller shows that we've played, I'm a hundred percent all the time. It's because it's like. You know, I really like love this band. I love doing it, but it's also is like you don't know what kids there that really wanted to see your band, or like you know if it's his first show, and it's just like you don't want to rob like those like kids out of like seeing a good show just because you're upset that there's not a hundred fucking people there. And like honestly, man, like some of the smaller shows we've played, I've loved more than some of the fucking packed shows. Like you know, I've met some really genuine people. I've met some young kids that are their first show. Like, and to me, that's hardcore. Like that's the cool shit that I like to see. Like. You know, I want to see like young kids like come up to me the next time I see them in a couple of months if we're on tour, which I've had happen. They're like, yo, I started a band, check it out. And I'm like, that's the coolest shit ever. And like, I've had kids tell me, like, yo, I seen Fool's Game, got stoked, went home. Cause I say that shit on stage all the time. I'm like, yo, grab your little friends that you came in the car with and go start a fucking band. Like, we're like, you could do literally what we're doing. Like, hard, like nobody in hardcore is cool. You know what I mean? Like, we're all, <laughs> we're all weirdos in this weird little world, but you know, it's our world and you know, it's cool. That's it, man. I couldn't have said it better. Like, it is cool to see, uh, especially, especially it seems there's a lot of younger people coming around the uh, Detroit scene that are are trying to. You see them, you like they're still a little uncomfortable at some of the shows. Like they're like trying to get out there and mosh, and they're like, nah, I'm not gonna this time. But like, like I can just like see like myself and some people. Like I'm like, oh look at that kid, he's he's fucking nervous, you know? Because uh, it was like a D block show or something, you know? Some people are like, absolutely not, I'm not going anywhere near that shit, you know? Because oh, yeah, people are going crazy for them. D block's fucking crushing it right now. They are, man. They're playing tomorrow with fucking Pain of Truth and Vomit Fourth and uh, 
who the fuck else is on that tour? Oh, um, uh, uh, last question. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I just went to uh, two days of that up here. I went to Jersey and Philly, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. They were just up there? Yeah, yeah. They played uh, Saturday and – or Friday and Saturday. Fuck, man. That's cool. I've seen, I've seen Pain of Truth a whole bunch. I can't wait to see uh, some of their new shit live, you know, because I've seen, you know, they, they ran off those like same like seven, eight songs for, for a couple of years, which was always a great show, but it's been cool to see them incorporate some of the new shit, and I'm fucking looking forward to that, especially in the Sanctuary. Did you guys, you play the Sanctuary one time with Risk, or was that another band? Uh, I think that I, Risk. For Strangle You? Or Fools? Yeah, so Strangle You did the first half of that run, and we jumped off right after that show. Okay, that's what it was. I remember seeing your, you guys somewhere on that tour flyer. I don't know if you guys had come with that, but yeah, uh, that's where they're playing. Last time, Pain of Truth came. It was um, uh, Gridiron's uh, release show for uh, No Good at Goodbyes when they when they played here, and it was just a, it's fucking crazy because everybody loves Pain of Truth, and uh, you know, yeah, they're they're fucking wild, and I like how a singer is like, yo, turn the lights on. Like he wants the lights on during the set, which I find amazing because I'm the same way. Like I love a nice bright room. I don't like it. I don't mind it dark, but I like seeing everything. I like a fucking fluorescent light. How like FYA is that's a perfect room, you know? Oh yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's cool. Cause you see everything. Everybody's going fucking crazy. Like it's just, you know, that, that's hardcore. Like dude, that fucking, I don't care what anybody says. The lights off sucks. Like, you can't see nothing. I'm like, I'm going to get punched by some 12 year old fucking kid and die. <laughs> Like, I'm not what the fuck's going on. Yeah. For slipping in fucking beer and shit. It's horrible. Dude, we, we played, maybe it was Alabama. I can't remember where it was. But it was just this dark fucking room. And I couldn't see anything. Like, I could barely even see, like, people, like, moshing. And I was like, where? Like, I was like, I'm in a fucking dungeon right now. I was like, I'm going to fall off the stage and break my fucking neck. <laughs> hey, and speaking of, are we? I asked you about uh, one of, like, your worst shows. Do you have any... uh any shows that you would say is like your absolute favorite as in fool's game, anything that stands out from memorable. Uh, def- so my favorite show right now is definitely the most recent. This is hardcore set. And for two reasons, because I always, like, we played the fest last year, but we played on the ground arts this year. We got to play the big room. And that was something like, I remember my first, this is hardcore. I walked in and I was like, I'm going to play this one day. I was like, I have to, I was like, this is so fucking cool. I was like, that's all I want to do. So to like, like fulfill that like kid in me kind of thing like as corny as that sounds was like really fucking cool like i remember like as soon as like we started playing i was like no way it's actually happening and then also like i not to like sound like hockey in a way or anything like that but i did not expect the reaction that we got like every song kids were grabbing the mic going fucking crazy like jumping off the stage right from the jump and i was like you know, I expected my friends to go off, but there was dudes I never even fucking met going crazy. Like, just it was it was awesome. Like, it was so much fucking better than I thought it was gonna be, which made it even cooler. Like, we were all like looking at each other throughout the set, like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is fucking sick. Look, man, you don't sound you don't sound cocky at all. You sound pretty humble more than anything, and recognizing like how cool it is, rather than like, yeah, I fucking earned this, which you did in fact earn it man by sticking to it and fucking putting the work in with the band and and touring and making friends and and supporting other friends and other bands and you know just and then just having the uh privilege of being a part of fucking uh philly and pahc that's automatic man that's like i've always said that pennsylvania like hardcore is like all around that entire state has some of the best fucking hardcore bands from uh, 80s or fucking late 80s all the way up until now it's just fucking never ending and so many people putting so much work all around that state and you know it's definitely a privilege to be from that area so congrats i, I appreciate <laughs> that a lot i appreciate it and it's like that's the thing man it's like you know every, every area i feel like is kind of like not i don't want to say everywhere but there, there's a lot of places like that have good hardcore scenes and i feel like if you take pride in where you're from, like that's the coolest thing about bands i love bands that like really like d block does a great job of that like they're like Putting, putting fucking Detroit on all their merch, like, it's preaching it, like, you know, Truth has a Northeast hardcore thing, like, they're fucking pushing that hard, like, it's cool, you know, like, you gotta be proud of where you're from, and, like, that's a that's something, you know, that CDC did, like, really well, like, they always had a keystone on their merch, like, and, uh, you know, a lot of bands do that shit, so it, it's cool, I like that, uh, you know, I take pride in where I'm from. Hey, a lot of people don't, so... 
that's cool that some people still do, man. You know, you gotta represent where you're from, you know, the and and you gotta make the best of it because some people gonna fucking sit with their head down and stare at their shoes and, and not do nothing about it. So Yeah, no, and, and like that's a, uh, to touch on what you said earlier about like like earning your spot and like earning it. I know a lot of people that are like, oh man, like how do like I get my band on shows? And like the best way I could say it is like if you put effort into this and like really go to shows and actually support bands and watch bands and whatever. And like you actually show face, it'll give it, it'll give back to you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like, you know, it's cool to see a lot of these young kids start bands and get thrown on cool shows. Like, you know what I mean? That's the coolest fucking thing. Cause I was like, yo, like you guys are going to be doing everything that we're doing in, in, you know, two, three years. Like, you, you know what I mean? So it's cool to see it's like you said all the young kids like in your area doing it like every show i go to there's either a new young band playing or just a fucking bunch of young kids running around had to adjust some things minor intermission here you go back to the show that's what i do with my gym membership i just pay for it and throw money in the fucking garbage (laughs) yeah yo i haven't been to planet fitness I haven't been to Planet Fitness in like two years. I've been paying for it. <laughs> I, go to, I go to the gym with my friend uses guest pass. And instead of getting a membership there, I just keep paying my Planet Fitness one because I refuse to go in there and cancel it. <laughs> you got to look like an asshole. Like, yeah, like, I don't want to deal with it. Especially me, I'm like, I'm not f- small by any means. They're like, are you sure you want to cancel that, dude? Like, you sure? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, fuck you. You got to embarrass me like that. You know, like, they want you to come in person, fucking look him in the eye and tell him you don't need to go to the gym anymore. <laughs> right, right. But anyway, speaking of the gym, fuck the gym. Another question I was going to ask you, uh, out of all, once again, back to touring and shit, is there any, is, is there any places, any cities that you've been to that you think have had the best food, like the best pizza or burgers or anything particular that you can't wait to go back and get? Oh, this is my favorite question. Uh <laughs> So we went to uh, – we played Alabama, and there's this bar. The venue's called the Firehouse. Across from the bar, uh, the venue, there's this bar. I can't remember the fucking name of it, but they have shrimp po' boys. And that's, like, my favorite, dude. Dude, so I got – we played there twice, and I got it both times. And every time I leave, like, as I'm eating it, I was like, yo, I can't wait to come back here and get it. Like, it's so fucking good. Um, That's up my favorite spot. That place in Alabama, whatever that fucking bar is. I always get stoked that. And then for fast food, cookout. Like, dude, anytime I went to the South, like, I'm not kidding. Last time we went down and we ate cookout fucking three meals a day. Like, our drummer was so infuriated that we wouldn't go anywhere else. Like, that's all we all wanted. That's up for him. It was awesome. I've never heard of cookout for some reason. I don't know what it is. Dude, you get a tray of food for, like, I'm not kidding, like, six bucks. And you get, like, a cheeseburger, a corn dog, a milkshake. And, like, you can get, like, another like side like a quesadilla or something and it's i'm not kidding it's like six or seven dollars for all that food That's like it's affordable fucking, good shit not mad and and the food's awesome like it's definitely horrible for you but it's so <laughs> it's so good right. and then, uh i'll give you the worst we played uh chicago the deep dish pizza i was so excited for it and i fucking hated it dude i thought it was the worst fucking thing i ever had in my life oh Oh, was it where was it from? Like one of like the popular places, or was it just some like hole in the wall? I I think it was um a kind of like popping spot. It was by Cobra Lounge. Like it wasn't far from there. Uh, and shit took us there, and I was just like, it came out, and me and me and Joe, I could see it in his face. Like we were just not fucking with it. It sucked, man. It oh just, no. <laughs> <laughs> was like what the fuck like except for big jacob that motherfucker will eat anything a motherfucker <laughs> fucking slices and both of his hands like a kid <laughs> dude i love a good chicago style yeah i'm on the opposite side of you i'm like i can't get with it man i like it i like it a lot of cheese and fucking oh. bread <laughs> i loved what is that what do you guys got in detroit uh jets yeah 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 just regular dude, you know detroit style, pan pan Fucking guy, I called his life, dude. I fucking, I must have ate ten slices. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 I went back there, and all there's, there's a fucking empty boxes everywhere. All I found was one, one slice of pizza. It was, it was mushroom and onion. I was like, what the fuck? Like out of like a hundred boxes, just strewn about. Bro. I found one piece of the fucking savages. When they brought that pizza in, I've never seen so many grown ass tattooed men go running. <laughs> fucking hilarious you were you were like like it looked like a prison yard it was fucking hilarious yeah right it was like a pizza party for the good fucking uh prison people yeah yeah exactly 
because you don't stab anybody, so you get a slice of pizza today. <laughs> I did find that quite interesting, like just like hanging out in the back and and seeing, especially when they had the uh, the fucking um, uh, sh- the uh, shawarma sandwiches came up. See them all fucking lining up like gentlemen with their little plates and shit. I was like, <laughs> oh, these fucking savages right here getting their fucking shawarma sandwich. It, it was cool, man. Like, that Cola's Live show was awesome. Like, every band had a great set. There's so many fucking legendary bands. Like, you know, it was cool to hang out. Like, and just seeing seeing all, like, the legendary hardcore dudes hanging out with each other, too, is funny. It's like, man, they probably have so many fucking crazy stories from, like, when they were my age. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did find that interesting, too, to see, you know, because that was a fucking killer lineup. All these headlining bands from all over the country, all in the same room. And then to see the members of those bands and, and friends of those people, you know, like, you know, who's who you, when you're in that room, like you right. fucking know who you're looking at. And it's just like, these are all people I've been fucking listening to for almost like 20 years now. And to see them all in the same room, they're all friends. I know who they are. They don't know who I am. You know, like, like you fuckers, like I've been watching this shit for so long. And it's just like, you're cool to just experience that. Just be in the same room as all these, all these people you kind of look up to. And, uh, you know, I had a mission that day that I did not follow through with it. I was going to try to get like a picture with all the people that I've done podcasts with, like over the past couple of years. And I didn't get one fucking picture. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I was just having a good time. Like, it's hard to stop, like interrupt. Like, hey, uh, can I get a picture with you for my podcast? You know, like, it's, uh, but it's still fucking like, man, this shit was crazy. The coldest life of the show was nuts. Like, you know, the, you're tied down and, and shit like that. But it's like the coldest life one was like all my favorite bands like ever. Yeah, dude, like, I mean, you had fucking, what was it, like, Death Threat in the Mad Ball in the Terror or, like, something like that. Like, that, it was crazy. Like, every band, like, oh, yeah. you could, like, played that fucking show. Like, it was nuts. It was nuts. Like, it couldn't have been, it's hard to say, like, who you could have added or taken away to make it a more perfect lineup, in my opinion. Like, a lot of people, you know, they like a lot of the newer stuff, but all of those older bands, just back to back to back, I was like... This is it for me. I could fucking die tomorrow, and you know I would have seen all my favorite shit. That's what I'm saying, man. Like it, it was, a, it was honestly like a, in my opinion, like a perfect lineup. Because like you said, there's always everybody's gonna have their own like, oh well, I would have traded this band for that band. But it's like you know, you're never gonna have like the perfect lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit, dude. I mean, we're so fortunate to have the tied down crew and black iris and edge men and shit because without them like we wouldn't have at least i don't think without those people that have been doing it for you know years we wouldn't have the shit that we have now you know they've done their time in in the small rooms and the medium rooms to where they can work their way up to do these insane fests when all you had you know, 10 years ago was just to look across the country at fucking this is hardcore and that's all all I really ever had my eye on, like, I can't wait one day. I'm going to go to fucking, this is hardcore. I still haven't, but we have tied down here, you know, and then we got the rumble in Chicago and shit. That's like within reach without having to fucking drive 10 hours away. And I'm going to make it to this is hardcore one day. I was going to go the year of the pandemic and, uh, you know, I had my Airbnb booked and car and all that shit already. Uh, tickets weren't released yet, but I was fucking sitting there waiting for them. You know, it, it would have been weeks before the tickets yeah. were released probably. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a fucking pandemic and you can't have fun anymore. <laughs> First, first year you're going to go is when it happens. Yeah, 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 man. I was looking forward to it. I, I had my little fucking Airbnb picked out, like I said, and I was fucking finally. And then just nothing. I was like, man. Uh- and it's cool because, like you said, I, I feel like, a, like you know, this is hardcore was that fest for, you know, well over a decade where it was like, that's the fest. And, like, I still think it's the fest, but it, FYA is definitely a close runner up. And then you got, uh, what's it, uh, Sound and Fury out in Cali and, like, oh, yeah. for, for the children, fucking, that lineup's fucking crazy. Um, And it's like, you know, I know, like, I think Tuscaloosa, Oklahoma's got a fest and, uh, there's like a there's like a bunch of like like you said the rumble fucking tied down. I didn't actually didn't get to go to tied down yet, but it's like you know everywhere seems like they have their own like fest coming out now or like they're like this is hardcore, which is cool because you know like not everybody can afford to like fly across the country or like you know some people just can't can't make it like you know and it, so it's cool to like see everybody kind of getting a little bit of something you know yeah or it, it gives them a chance to bring out some bigger bands that might have skipped over that city or you know 
Yeah, yeah, man, I agree. It's a, it's cool to see all the little festivals pop up all over the place because they can. Yeah, everybody gets their gets their crack at a festival type setting when when before you know you just hope that a band comes through you know it could be a fucking thursday and you're gonna have to miss it because you got work but then it seems like every other or every month or every other couple weeks in the summertime there's a different fest all over the country which it kind of makes it more accessible to you know regular folks and the young kids who don't have the funds to fucking travel and get somewhere to stay and rent a car and food out every day and yeah i try to make it like a and like you know i'm doing it like you know i i pretty much live my life around hardcore you know uh aside from like trying to just be the best dad that i could be like you know with being who i am but it's like you know outside of like my kids like you know and work i'm just like all right hardcore i was like you know this is gonna cost like i don't like i don't, I don't really think about like all right how much is it gonna cost me to get to fya i'm like all i know is i'm going to fya like you know it's just like that's what i'm doing like that's that's where i want to be that's you know what i'm doing with my life yeah that's amazing man that's fucking awesome yeah He's the guy. How old's your kid? Uh, he just out there. We don't want to talk. I just curious. I'm a dad myself. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. He uh, he just turned seven. Cool, and man. He, Ooh, youngin. <laughs> yeah, dude. He he's the man. You know, he knows everything already. So that's cool. You know, yeah. he's, he, how old are you? We say what? Twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. I had him. He was born when I was nineteen. Oops. Yeah, dude. Right <laughs> no, that's great, dude. That's fucking great. You know, I like I. It's stressful, but. You know, it's not as stressful as it was like when you obviously first find out you're going to be a dad and you learn a lot. But it's like cool to me because I always think about it. I'm like, man, like when I'm in my late 30s, like, you know, he's going to be fucking 18, like running around. Hopefully, like he's going to shows or like skating or like into something that I'm into. No, but I was like, I'll still be young. Like, and it's cool because I'm like growing up with him, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Dude, I know exactly. Look, I'm 36. My son's 16. So, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Ooh, yo, I'm not some fucking old dude that's like trying to hang out with my kid. I'm like, you know, I can fucking go do stuff with him. You know, even it, it's cool. I like it. It is cool because you can. You said like you still, you're still young. You know, and your son when he's a teenager, you're gonna be what fucking 33, 34, and he's gonna be just getting into this shit. You're gonna try to push some hardcore shit on him. Hopefully, he'll uh he'll be receptive of of that type of shit. Like I took my son. Uh, the the first show he went to was uh with Hate Breed and uh dying fetus and fucking code orange you know and he was like 10 years old and that was just an awesome show i think it was i'm um, 20 years of of satisfaction or something like that and uh it was just what like, a great first show <laughs> yeah dude yeah 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 it was awesome and uh you know he's seen fucking d block i took him to shattered realm when i booked them a couple years ago when they came with raw life and uh sector they played up here and uh yeah, that was a fun <laughs> A little bit different of an experience because, you know, I think there's maybe less than 100 people there. It was on a Sunday. It was a bad show, but it was still yeah. fun for me. I loved it. Um, but just my son, he was maybe like 13 or 14 at the time. He got to actually witness, like, you know, yeah, I just had the violence of a hardcore show. And it was just fucking well, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Go to like those big like shows like that, and it's not as crazy because just because there's so many people. Whereas, like, you know, the smaller rooms, like, that's that's where the, the glory happens, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he loved it, man. He's always asking to go. He fucking he loves D Block, one of his fucking favorite bands. And uh, you know, every time we try to get him out to see him, it's like holy shit. I took him out to um uh, uh the holiday jam when E Town Concrete played and uh fucking uh Shattered Realm, Wisdom and Chains, uh Death Threat played back in twenty twenty one, I think is when it was. I took him there. I think uh, I'm pretty sure that's the one that my my old band opened that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fuck, what was the name of the old band? I'm sorry, I don't remember. Uh ripped away. Okay, was... D Block was also on that show too. I don't know if that's the same one. Yeah, I, I don't or Fool's Gameplay. Because I'm pretty sure I played I don't remember. Thankfully, I think I played every holiday jam so far. Okay. But either Which, way, dude, I love uh, reverb. That place fucking rules. Reverb is, you know, that's that's Pennsylvania staple. It's amazing. I've been there a couple times. I well, just saw uh, the one one holiday jam we talked about and then i went to that um it was for paulie bears like 50th birth or 55th birthday or whatever it was uh oh, sure. he wisdom and chains did that blood for blood set oh you were at that yeah fuck yeah i went out to that this shit was awesome that, that was a fucking dude that wisdom blood for blood set was fucking crazy i was so happy dude i've never been so happy in my life 
and and I like I like the chisel. I like Violent Way and all that shit. But I this was off. I went for the Blood for Blood cover set. That's why I was there, man. But, but I mean, let's be honest. Like that was one of the coolest things. I mean, that was fucking sweet. It was amazing. I was in all of my glory then. I was like, this is probably the closest I'll ever get to it. You know, at this point, it seems I don't know anything can happen, but that's just what it seemed like. And it was fucking good to witness. And then I went back to Philly the next day, kind of did the whole went to the Rocky Steps and went to the Edgar Allan Poe House and did yeah. And did all that shit, and I was like, "Man, I fucking I, I I wanted to spend more time in Philly, um, but I just had to go home that afternoon. I fucking flew in. We went to the show. I went to Philly the next day and went home. And I got to spend more time there, man. I like it. I liked it there, except the parking. Holy shit! Oh, it's it's awful, man. It's fucking that. But it's cool. At least you got to see you a little bit because that that's something that I I fault myself for is like whenever I do travel, I never give myself enough time to like really go out and do like I guess tour stuff. Or like really see the city, like other than like looking for like a like a place to get food or like a shitty dive bar or whatever. Like after a show, like it's just like it's like FYA is the only like fest I really get to do that where I go like two days early because I'm like I want to go to the fucking aquarium, enjoy the weather, like you know just do shit. Oh yeah, man, I get it. Um, hey, speaking of, we started talking about Philly. Let me ask you this: Do you got a spot if you're gonna get a Philly cheesesteak? Where do you like to go? It's got to be some fucking spot nobody knows about. Dude, I honestly don't I, disappoint me. The cheesesteak spots, fucking Angelo's is pretty good, but that that's like a popping spot. I feel like everybody knows about it now. Um, there's this place called Jim's. That's like a more popular spot. I think that's if if I'm thinking of the right place, I might even be thinking of the wrong fucking place right now. But if it's if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's in Fishtown, and that's like one of my favorite spots. But there's like dude, like everybody that from Philly that listens to this is gonna fucking curse me out. Just be like, oh, I'm fucking, and they were all these fucking big spots and fucking didn't know about the fucking corner, <laughs> fucking on the side street through the other corner. Like, like I'm not from here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a nightmare. You know, of course, I did the whole fucking uh, did the whole tourist thing. I went to whatever those two cheesesteak spots are right down the street. I don't even remember what they Pats are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Pats and what, what was the other one? Oh, Gino. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. I don't care what anybody says. I don't. I don't think it's bad. I think it's definitely just overpriced tourist like cheesesteaks, but it's definitely not a bad cheesesteak. But there's, like I said, there's a million other places you can go. Yeah, and really good. <laughs> yeah, the only thing, like, I was like, I was annoyed once once again was the parking. Like, I had to park like six blocks away just to go get a fucking cheesesteak. I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> this bullshit. On a weekend, forget it. You you ain't parking anywhere near there. Yeah. Yeah, I was all nervous to order because it was like a thing. Like, uh, you got to read that fucking thing. Don't fuck up or you get to the back of the line. I was like, I don't know what to do. I was all paranoid. People everywhere and shit. I was like, let me yeah. let's just get this out of the way and not fuck it up. I don't get yelled at by these people. from Crazy Philly people. Yeah, they, they're all fucking nuts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, which, you might not even know this, but there's one that's there that's also in the airport. Is that Geno's? The, there's one in the airport, then there's one like their pats or G. I don't know. I'm I don't sure. like the one that was in the airport because it's like another spot. So I think it was Gino's. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, about the airport. I'm trying to think. It's like the sliced steak rather than like the the chopped, which I didn't care for that one. Whichever one that was. Yeah. Yeah. Sliced, like it chopped. Yeah, I like it chopped too. With the fucking onions and cheese. I was like, man, this is fucking ridiculous. And I ate it. It was all cold and shit too. Like. It was fucking January, so I wasn't like comfortable like eating. I was like, "This is fucked." I had to eat it in the car, so I wish I could have had the whole experience. Sit down at a table, you know, had the wind blow on me a little bit, have a drink. And, uh, I was like, "I'm fucking miserable." It's winter. It sucks. The cheesesteak dream. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Philly's a cool ass place. So, so you live in like the city, like proper, or are you pretty close by now? Yeah, I actually just moved out of the city. I was living in Port Richmond. Um, I just moved out uh, into Bristol, which is like twenty minutes from the city. Just because, like, dude, I like I, between the parking and like I grew up in the sticks. I quickly learned I'm not a city kid. Like, I'm just not. Like, I love going. I love being twenty minutes from there. You know, I can go see all my friends whenever. You know, go out to eat, make a little bit of a drive. But like between like going food shopping and shit like i just didn't grow up like that like i I don't like the fucking the city i like to go to the store not see a million fucking people like it's just being in the city is a lot man yeah yeah you know 
I'm not far from fucking Detroit myself, like a mile from like the city of Detroit, but like I'm in the suburbs where it's just like, it's not too crazy. There's still a lot of people, but it's not shit compared to like, once you go into the city, I'm like bumping into people constantly and fucking nowhere to park. That ain't for me either, man. I like my little fucking driveway and my backyard and my dog, you know, yeah. uh, fucking mind my business, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's how it should be. Let me see. Anything else to talk about? You guys got anything uh, planned for uh, Fool's Game? Any new you be recording? You guys got anything new? You know that anything wrote down? At least anything? Or are you kind of chilling right now? In a perfect world, we'll have a full length next year. But Ooh. I don't know. But that's that's my plan is to is to get these fuckers to write a full length. <laughs> we finally started writing, so we'll we'll see if it actually happens. But uh, other than that, you know, we just put up. Uh, just put it with risk. I never ran, never world records. Uh, he's still got vinyl online. Uh, there's some shirts online, and then uh, we got a weekend with them next month. And then within the next couple months, we're gonna announce a couple tours. I think, I think we're coming back out to Detroit and Chicago at some point next year. Definitely, that we definitely are. I'm just trying to remember if it's already booked or what the deal is with that. But yeah, we're just trying to hit a lot of new places next year. Um, you know, we played the South a lot. We've played the Northeast a bunch. So I think it's finally time. Like we kind of branch out a little bit and go to some new places. Cool, man. Yeah. I like, uh, you guys came with hold my own, right? I'm not, I'm not going crazy. You guys uh, did Edgeman. You played there, right? Yeah. We, we did, uh, Edgeman with hold my own and out of pocket. Out of pocket. Yeah. Dude, that was a fun ass fucking show, man. That show was awesome. I fucking, uh, I had a great time. Everyone was super nice. Uh, that band. Fuck, uh, big big deal. Did they play? Is that the name of the band? Yes, I think Big Deal Open. Yeah, yeah. Joe Plonky, shout out to them. Yeah, Joe's the man. He fucking hooked us up. Like, gave us a spot to stay. Took us out to eat after. Like, took us to uh, we went to some bar. Like, all the drinks were free. I was like, this is the best hospitality ever. I was like, <laughs> he fuck, he hooked it up, man. He came in clutch. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. He uh, he takes care of people when they come through. I. I don't know how much booking he does anymore, but I know he used to book a lot of shows and everybody I've ever heard, like he's dealt with, always said, you know, he fucking a great hospitality, make sure everyone's taken care of, you know, fucking place to stay, some food to eat. Cause I know, you know, it's gotta be hard out there. You know, whether you're doing a weekend run or five or 10 days, it's like, fuck, you like, gotta figure out where you're eating next. And hopefully people show up to the show so you can actually buy some fucking food. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing, man. Like I said, like those them longer runs get a little like scary. Like that that out of pocket run was actually about a week. Um, I think we did like five days on, one day off, and then another four. And like, yo, big shout out to those dudes because they brought us out and they did not like we were not even close to their level. Like those fucking kids kill it. They were like drawn, like dude, they had fucking lines for the merch table. It was awesome. It was really cool to see because they are some of the nicest dudes I've ever met, like in my time in hardcore. Like, I really hope that band does like some cool shit. Yeah, they're fucking good. Shit. So, what do you think about the new Hold My Own shit, man? That new fucking uh, it's awesome. They dude. Did. That's so good. You got so great. Oh, fucking old man still going strong. <laughs> I love that dude, man. He's awesome. Dude, he, he's 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 the fucking best man, and uh, he he actually the was at the first Fool's Game show, and he looked at me. He's like, "You deserve this. This is it. This is gonna be your band." And I was like, "All right, thanks, man." Like, it got me all pumped up. I was like, "Cool, this is gonna be fucking sweet." He got <laughs> in, dude. He's in five million bands, and somehow they're all good. Yeah, yeah, and Anshit too. You know, when he fucking touches anything, it just turns to gold. And shout out to. Anshit in Chicago hardcore fucking shit up. Dude, Chicago's killing it. I mean, hold my own's killing it too. The fucking we're we're doing some stuff with them really next year. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. They, they, dude, that fucking uh, they just announced that show today with their their uh, EP release show that they got fucking bulldoze and uh volcano. They're all playing in Chicago. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm gonna have to go to this like January thirteenth or fourteenth. I think out of pockets on that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are and. A few other Chicago bands, and it's like, I'm going to have to make my way. Dope. I love Bulldoze. One of my fucking favorites. Yeah, right here. So it's just like. Dude, I went from never getting to see Bulldoze, and I think I got to see them, honestly, like eight times this year. So it was pretty fun. <laughs> that is cool. I've seen them f- f- one time, and that was at the the uh, the B&B Bowl. You guys played that too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, that was my fucking uh, my birthday weekend. It was awesome. Oh no shit! Yeah, I was out there, man. That was a fucking great weekend. Yeah, that was a great time. <laughs> Just because that's same how you said about fucking bulldoze. You seen like eight times this year. Like same um, for me, it was a death threat. Went to never seeing them, seeing them five times over the past like two years. I'm just like fucking that's my finally. Favorite. That they, they're the best. Never seen them play a bad set. Like that's that's the band. I I think seriously, they're the best hardcore band. I agree, man. They're like, I agree, and even like, you're just like a regular hardcore kid. You still look at band members as like cool. You look up to people like Aaron and Freddie, you know, in Madball. It's like, and then the day after the coldest life thing, you know, like I went out to eat with Aaron from Death Threat and got fucking pizza with him. I was like, I was like just That's a regular so- ass dude, but it was like kind of like a dream come true. Like I don't want to sound fucking like corny or anything, but like I've been listening to Death Threat for fucking twenty years, and I've never seen him or met him. So I was like, this is just wild, man, just to be in front of him, just talking about life and shit like <laughs> what the fuck like, that's what i was saying earlier is like we're all just you know just weirdos in this hardcore world like you know we're all normal people but it is cool especially you know listening to a band that long that you basically grew up listening to and then you're just hanging out with this dude yeah i'm like uh, i'm like you kind of changed my life but, but like, you don't know that you know <laughs> yeah well it's that best thing about hardcore you know you fucking and you actually get to see these people, you know, you're not watching them from fucking a mile away for fucking five thousand dollars to get into a fucking concert. Yeah, you're right. You can f- high five them, you know, in front of the stage. F- high five. Like it's fucking crazy, dude. Like you know, like where where else in the world can you go see a band play? Usually meet somebody from the band, like if you really want to, like Mosh fucking actually be involved with the band while they're playing, get a t shirt for and, and and pay to get in for under 30 bucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or $30. You can say that, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, there's not, like, hardcore is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a definitely affordable and fun for everyone. And uh, it's like, you know, like, if you can't afford it, like, normally you can probably just get in anyway. Like, you hardly be turned away if you fucking hold out a handful of change of, like, come on, you fuck. You know, get in. Like, I, I didn't I, I didn't fucking come for money like you know there's times where I went to shows and I was just like yo like this so I got my pocket and people were like yo fucking go ahead like I see you around all the time or like you know like I know you're not bullshitting it's just like yeah go for it and that's the thing man like you know hardcore, like people take care of each other yeah. yeah as long as you're not a shithead or trying to get one over or, you know you know fucking do somebody wrong usually it's pretty pretty inclusive as long as you just respect man you know just respect. right like- I, I can at least say from like my experiences, like when I booked shows when I was a little younger, it was like I'm never gonna turn somebody away from a show that like I'd rather somebody just be here watching a band than have their ten dollars. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I can book more shows. It's such a fucking pain in the ass, dude. Booking shows sucks in my opinion. I book like three, and every time I'm like, I hope people show up to this, which you kind of know, but you're like, this could go very bad, you know? What? Once it happens, it's the best thing ever. It's the best feeling. But putting it together, the anticipation, like the date, like the morning of booking a show, like and the anxiety is so fucking stressful. Like I, I hate it. Like I did when I did our record release, like it was like, it was like double stress. Cause I was like, all right, I booked it. So everything's on me. It just fucking sucks. It's on me. If we don't have the money to pay the bands, it's on me. And then I'm also like, well, what if nobody comes? Then my band sucks. And I was like, <laughs> the record sucked and i'm like dude it, it was so stressful and it ended up being better than i could have imagined so i'm happy but that'll probably be the last fucking show i ever book in my life because it was a fucking I hated it broke my brain <laughs> yeah you're just like i hope like 40 people pay like that's all i fucking need like 40 yeah. 50 people yeah. and once you break that you can like oh, all right i can breathe all right all right hopefully some cocksuckers didn't fucking sneak in or you know everyone's on the guest list i'm like you gotta pay, motherfucker. Like you gotta pay these people. I'm not going to the ATM. Well, that that was like the worst thing too. Is I was like, you know, I, I'm honest. I want to watch bands. I want to be involved. You know, and I was like, wait, fuck. I gotta find somebody to do the fucking door. I was like, I'm not fucking standing there all night. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it was when I did that fucking Shattered Realm show. I was like, I had to walk to the ATM that night, man, because not enough people showed up. I was like, I can't short Joe Hardcore. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I gotta go to the bank right now. You know, he understood, but I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna not give you what we talked about. That'd be fucking rude. You know? 
Well, and that's good. At least you have the mentality because, you know, not, not everybody does. And, like, that's the thing is, like, especially a band on tour is, like, yo, like, you don't know if that band had three shitty shows leading up to it or if they're making off great. But it's, like, if they're, like, hey, at least we have a guarantee this night for, let's say, 200 bucks. It's, like, all right, that's our gas and food to make up for the last three days. Yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely turn somebody's tour around when they finally make their guarantee, you know. And uh, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna get home. Gonna if I have something to eat, maybe sleep in a hotel, maybe sleep in a hotel room. You never know. But uh, yeah. I'm fucking. I don't give a fuck, bro. I mean, fucking double cheeseburger, and I'll sleep in the van. I don't. Give a fuck. <laughs> it, it, that's that mentality. But like some of the older folks are like, no, we gotta. Well, gotta they got fucking, money. Yeah. Older. I don't- not there yeah i'm still young so i'll, I'll fucking just sleep survive. in the van you're watching the fucking merch tonight get in the van <laughs> yeah I, I don't give a fuck i mean dude, there's been times where they got hotels and i was like i don't even want to go in there i was like i'll just go in there and take a shower in the morning i was like fuck you i was like i'm getting my full tour experience yeah. i'm staying i'm sleeping with the strap no one's getting the guitars <laughs> fuck that <laughs> but hey look man it's a good conversation we're about off hour 10 hour 20 minutes or something like that fuck maybe an hour and 10 minutes but uh dude like is there anything that you have to promote that we haven't talked about or anything you want to say anything i didn't fucking go over because i think you know we talked about food we talked about the fool's game future and your new band and what else yeah uh, i did i think we covered everything you know just you know for all the young kids that listen you know start a fucking band man just start a band go to shows have fun and uh as far as my bands go, like I said, Fool's Game, uh, Never Ran, Never Will Records has shit online you can buy. We got the seven inch split with Risk. There's two colorways. Triple B has a variant, and uh, Bridge Nine has a variant online you can go buy. Uh, they're all different colors. And then uh, Cost of Dying has tapes up on Collide. And then uh, we're going to be posting some shit soon. And then Fool's Game, same thing, just some new shit coming out uh, music wise for both bands, hopefully soon. And then uh, a lot of shows. Lots of shows. Got to keep it going, man. It's fucking strong right now. It's fucking a well-oiled machine, the whole hardcore system. It seems to be going well. So we need people like you to keep it going. I'm trying, brother. Thank you. All right. Hey, I'm going to drop this soon. I'll let you know when I do. All right? So we're all set. Good times. Thank you again. I've been looking forward to this. I'm glad it finally happened, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Later.